0: Good morning, we're in Malachim Bays, Parak Chav Gimel, Hasuk Yudzayin. We left off last week, Yoshio HaMelech is doing a very thorough job of searching and destroying all the bamos of Arazaras. He's not just putting it away, he's grinding it, burning it, and trying to be matame in a way, matame not as the tomb of a tira, as in to show contempt... And make the makam with the was done so completely inaccessible in terms of the fact that he would make it dirty, filthy, sometimes, uh, tummy if he could, and make it obvious that this by rule decree, more importantly by Kharibohuk decree, been enforced by the Meluch, that people should be staying away from this, and uh, this is the primary purpose of a king, by the way. Is locham b'chamis Hashem. B'chamis Hashem means the outside enemies, and it also means the internal enemy. And the Yitzhar uh, is supposed to be forcing halacha, and that's something that always goes against the uh, atmosphere of democracy. And as I always say, democracy is wonderful if you're in Galus and you happen to be from Hashem. So then they let you do what you want. That's wonderful. But if you're not yet from and you need a little encouragement, so we start with the encouragement and after that the Malach is mandated to do more than encourage. Uh, das Seferm points out that he wonders if Yoshio was actually too soft on the issue. I think we mentioned that. He's taking a lot of bones and grinding it and burning it and tossing it over the old Mikhaimis of Havarazara. It doesn't look like he's getting rid of anybody, which he hoped. fewer people you have to do that to, the better it is. You want to be Makar then, you don't want to eliminate them, which is what he was trying to do. And he thinks he will accomplish. problem is it doesn't work, and there's some Rishayim are so hardcore that they choose to sort of go on the ground and ridicule what the king is trying to accomplish, and the king himself, but behind closed doors. And he doesn't know about him, and the shluchim won't find out. Yes? Kavadames, <laughs> yeah. normally the zachi of the kavadames, and now the touch them, still another. We have in the uh, Nister, if the uh, bones are even touched, uh, the shama gets very nervous. Uh, all that is very bad for somebody who is supposed to be resting in peace. These people, were not supposed to be resting in peace. If anything, it's a kapur for them. And, and an example, part of their tikkun is an example to others. So, yes, normal circumstances, this is something we stay away from. To the extent, interesting let, that you toss that into the mix, the very next thing we're going to see is an exhibit of kavod ha-nifter, even when the particular person didn't deserve it, but due to the fact that there are other Nifterim involved, he's going to... Leave it alone, and that's, uh, Mamasho sure we're up to. Take a look at Perich Chav Gimel, it's Pasuk Yud Zayin. Right, we'll go back to Tezayin actually. We'll get, uh, a better look at what's going on. The Ephen Yoshiov, Yar Farma Sher Shom Bahar. He is now in the district of Shemrun, and he is, Baruch Hashem, wreaking havoc in a positive way. We're talking about a and Bamas that are very, very old, and Tommy Robin and Avot. But, he wants to make a point of it because it made such a long standing Roshim that the reason why people never really stopped doing a Vatazar in the Assa Shvatim is because of the icon that they saw. You rob Dar, He wasn't the, God of the Dar anymore. When he went off, he wasn't even the benedict of the Dar, and he's considered Khatiam Ahtias Arabim. And that Roshim never really left and Yoshio wants it out of the psychic of Klaiso. So the psychic Khlaysaul is important because the remnants you would think aren't around anyway, the assessor are gone. But they're not completely gone. Some never left in the first place. Whenever people go into Gullahs, there's always uh, somebody, family of two or three or four who stay in the land, and Yemio had brought some of them back. Yoshio is now king over them, he's moving around freely in the area, and they're cooperating, and they even point out, it sounds like they're inspired in what they're saying, because there was a long-standing Navua, we're talking about centuries, where they knew that there was another Yemis that once came and said there will be a righteous king later on who will come and burn out Tzamas and demolish it, and he will be from based Beis David, and they are seeing it in front of their own eyes. Now, they didn't hear the Nebuah, but they, interesting, even the assessor Shvatim, they had the miseria for the Nebuah, passed down, generation to generation, and now they're going to confirm that they believe it's him and they're gonna give him a very fascinating insight into a piece of history and geography of what's going on with the Kfarim there. So the these are the old Galochim, Jewish Galochim, who had joined Yoruba Navat and turned it into uh mockcom, well, Chutz and then a Vodazar, the al HaMizbeach the Mizbeach of Yoruba. Yishe Kim came from Yehuda at great peril to his life, extremely serious nefesh, and he actually won't survive. Remember, he's the one who was told not to stop, talk, and certainly eat lunch, say your nevua and leave, and that was for his protection. And then the Novi Sheker, who had an agenda, got him to eat lunch there and then got the only nevua, if you recall, at the lunch table the Farshim discussed, he was a while he was a but the Ruhr was given to the Navi Emes that you're not going to survive because you stopped and mingled with the Rishayim, and he was attacked by a lion on the way out, and he was killed. He was buried, and this Navi Sheker, this is the classic uh, no atheist in the foxhole, this Navi Sheker told his children, when I die, make sure I'm buried next to him. And they asked him why, and he said, because there will come a time when his Nevoah will be Makuyim many, many, many years from now. And Yoshio Armel is going to come and burn all the bones and disrupt the Kfarim and destroy everything that's here. And I don't want my bones all over the place. I don't know. It's very interesting for Russia. He's the guy who just got the Navi MS in trouble, got him killed. So he's a Navishek Shek and a Roteach. And pretty from Novi and He says, We all know, you know, I know, we know that this is all true. So why not do chuva. There's a made the Bemixis over here. He sort of did Chuva, but it's very unclear, it's very unclear who this guy was. Some say he was a uh, Michael a micha. Very unclear what his motive at this point was, but he wants to be very like, you know, he wants the mice uh mais He wants to live like Villam and uh <laughs> die like Pinchas. what? To get there. That's that's laziness. Per our uh, discussion yesterday, that's laziness. But that you could sort of understand. That this guy was on the offensive. Why did he have to invite him over? Bring him in for lunch, knowing full well the nobody told him. Is sorry, I can't come for lunch. I was told. No certain terms. Don't stop and eat by anybody. It's a bad place. Get out quickly. And he says, yeah, I'm also a Navi. And I heard, Count uh, Counting And he talked him into it. Well, what? Why do you have to be so proactive? Smart, smart cookie. He like thinks of a conniving way to get him there. And he gets him killed. What for? The answer is, he was a practicing Navi sheker, which is an oxymoron. You can't practice if you're not practicing anything. But he was a pseudo Navi. And he wanted to prove this Navi M is not going to show him up. You say, really, he was a good guy. He had kin, maybe. He suddenly knew where some of his bread was buttered because he had this to a T. His bones are about to be saved in the next three minutes. Why did to to that. So that's what your question is, uh, disturbing, uh, disturbing bones. Well, I'll we'll get to it right now. So as Yoshio is digging up the farm and taking the bones and burning them in his bech, he sees a tsion, is a grave marker and a grave, and he sees that there are two right next to each other, very, very close, almost like there was a uh, a plan to have them very close together. And there was. The Nav Yeshcheker told his children to make sure I'm very, very, very close to him and mark it. And he sees one kever. There's all sorts of beautiful flowers growing out of, and it looks like a fertile area. And the other one has uh, thorns and thistles and it's amazing that if you want to say somebody drops some a fertilizer, so why did it stop here? He clearly recognized there's something going on, and he wanted to know what the story was. He knew there was a story. He wanted to know what the story was. Yes? Isn't that the, the person who ended up becoming, coming back to life when they dropped Alicia's body on him? Uh, he, he well, there's a, so a Shaila what happened there, and there's a shiloh whether or not he went home or he just went a little bit further, but he's still around. So, and there's, and there's no, yeah, I wonder if it's the uh, same exact story. You have to compare the Midrashim. If he did, he only went, one number, he went uh, dollar amounts and dropped. you saying, why wouldn't it mention that Alicia was there also? Yeah, yeah I, I don't think it sounds very, there are a lot of parallels in the story. It's it, probably not the same one. So... Over here, we have so close that you can look at thorns and look at flowers one side or the other, and obviously, there was something positive going on, something very negative going on. they want to know what the story was. And he was an RVMS, and this is a long time ago, but we have the Messiah of the Eucharist, and he's the one who said the that all these things will happen. And you are obviously the person. Didn't say his name. So there'll be a noach sadik who will do this. And you will destroy the Mezbeach and burn the bones. So your question, Yaakov, why did he leave it alone? This fellow, his bones should have been the first ones on there. So you could say, as he was suggesting, maybe he did a little tshuva. And maybe this was a little bit of a mixes. But that's not why he left him alone the mufarsham said let's see the puzzle first leave it alone nobody go near it and therefore the he was right in his planning nothing else about his lifestyle was correct but he was right in his planning and he figured if he's right there they're not going to touch it. Your question is, why not? So, the answer is that bones, when they're in the ground for a long time, this is a long time, the bones shift and the ground shifts, and the you can't, this is Nagea Lamaisa, people want to move, lift term to Yisrael, not so easy. It depends on the layout, depends on what happened there. Sometimes you have to try to figure out and start digging. You realize it's impossible. You can't start taking somebody else's bones, and you can't, not right to leave some of them behind, and sometimes you just have to do al Valtase. A lot of people set out to do this, and they realize this is not going to work. So, and sometimes it's done wrong, we hope it's done, when it's finally done, it's done right, if it's done at all. Sometimes you have to be al Valtase, and Yeshua was willing to show his kanas, and scare people, and turn people off from any... Any relationship with the Varazar, he wasn't willing to behave on this din, and there's a tzaddik next to a Russia, which is the din is if a tzaddik's very next to a Russia, he's supposed to move somebody. But that's only where possible. And despite the fact that he should have been moved, he wasn't, and now he found it logistically impossible. That's the Pashab Shah here. Take a look at Rashi in Yedzayim. Allah, Allah's kever Allah Kam Harulim, which is uh, thorns and thistles. I knows exactly what thistles are, but they're similar to thorns. They always go together somehow. It's like a little... Obviously, it doesn't look very nice. Or it doesn't feel very nice when you touch it. This a shade, it yeah, nice. If it looks nice, you think it just doesn't. Thorns don't look nice, and then do will feel nice. Like that, like oh, yeah, okay. Appar- be apparently. The because... That's true. Well, these didn't. The roses there wouldn't have been as obvious. And the other side, hadasim b'isamim. One smelled nice and looked nice. The other one was horrible. And Yoshio took one look, and he said, Haladevahum. Again, very fascinating. The people who were there, who either just brought back or didn't leave. But many, many days later, and these people were, for the most part, used to be out there so it's fascinating, they would keep in the back of their mind this Messiah that there's a day reckoning and there's gonna be a, uh, Melech Tzaddik and there was another here and it's all true. Why are we doing all that? So in the back of their mind, they, they somehow knew the truth, which ended up being more of a kitrug, unfortunately. And he wanted, he left, uh, his kids, by the way, we have no record of. It. Kids never did truth either, even though they saw the father was made by mixis. They say, okay, he's an old man already. He's practicing navi Shekha for all these years. He just sort of is marames that I know where this is going, and therefore I want some sort of hapara being next to which is the worst thing for his neshama. But apparently, either he didn't care, he did if it for looks, which would fit with in his life. But he was still made by mixis that this is going to come true sooner or later. And his children, we don't have a record. They did truth Maybe they did. Yep. Yeah. No, there was a Novi Emis that came and said to Navua that this is gonna happen with the Melisada, is gonna burn them as bear, and the Novi Sheker was the one who invited him for lunch, who, uh... The the Why the the it, they're just like saying, I ain't the story over there, or listen to the Shear from the Novi shir, and you'll hear it Ah, he did, which we're still trying to figure out how in the world that happened. You know, the a sharm has many, many Pokemon, had a to the Madriga This guy, his whole life was going in the opposite direction. Well, the answer is, Bill also had Navur. Now He wasn't worthy. But sometimes Nevoah is an um, ad hoc to be able to just get the message across, and that's it. But he certainly wasn't worthy, Ka. Yeah? They had this problem Yeah, yeah, It's not so surprising. They, these people, by and large, went to Minyan. Unfortunately, the hashkama Minyan. It's not a new, not a new issue. As I, I always tell people, that I, there are Orthodox people who speak Moshnahara sometimes. Believe it or not. You will. Right, so that's a work in progress. And how can you be from and talk Moshnahara? As you talk Moshnahara, what are you thinking? And since you're not thinking? As you do any of it, what are you thinking? Uh, they were Mayashiv, as we explained. The Yetzirah was very strong. We can't understand it. And they felt that, well, we're covering the basis. And, and then the Machi Yehudah, unfortunately, not necessarily them. who really gave up later is because they were depressed and they felt the whole thing wasn't going to work. And that's the Godless of Chizkiel and Yoshiyo and those who didn't give up. But, um, yeah, when it came time to being made dilemmas, the imagine Yoshio rides into town and says, oh, you're the one. These are the people who used to daven in and but now there's no Beit HaVarazar, so now they're the regular I meaning. But uh, they were qu- very quick to be my dad. Uh, yeah, this is my, my father and grandfather told me about this. When did they tell them? Probably during the Suda, or during well, Seder. They had one. They hadn't seized this right, and they, they were, um, I suspect if you bump into them, they'd look very Jewish and act very Jewish, and they had a big problem, which, uh, context, I guess, is not that surprising. Uh, the whole thing wasn't good for him to be buried, disarms say uh, a Russia next to a Sadiq, even a relative Russia next to a relative Sadiq. Yeah. If it's a different Madraga, it's hard to figure out. Exactly, you don't have a million Buttec farms, but it's bad for the Tzadik. Bad for everybody. It's sorry for them. Because the Elm Ammist, they see more of the Amist is not a place for them and it's not the the Kedisha next to the Tuma, it's not a good idea. But he he pulled it off and whether or not ultimately it's a kapara, well, there's certainly a big Kiddish Hashem over here because to show the difference of Koshboch made sure there were flowers over here and Hadas and the sun and, and thorns on the other side. And it's uh, something that was I guess he got up in the morning is this went on for Deri Deris. Anybody want to see an ace? So wake up in the morning. You go to Ashkam and instead of going to Beis al-Azhar, you want some chizik? So go right down the block, there's a Beis al They're too firm. It's a nice So why do go there for chizik? So the answer is, we know from Navi and from Chumash, they make the dik, Shif uh, Chalayam saw more than Yicheska Bambuzi, but she remained a Shif Chalayam. The answer is, An ace is very, very shocking and very inspiring if you don't work on yourself, it doesn't stick. So I'm sure there were some professors from Hebrew U at the time who went to check out the farm and came up with all sorts of theories how you fertilized over here and this area of the atmospheric conditions up to this point is good for thorns and thistles, and the other ones good for fly. I'm not sure they had all sorts of interesting theories which Baruch Hashem convinced nobody that they were true because they just said over the Messiah. So there were no lack of... Uh, Never a lack of people willing to give explanations. And Baruch Hashem, the Pint of the Year, didn't resonate with them. Let's go back to the puzzle. So he gives the order, don't touch the area. I don't want to dig up the wrong atzamas. Pasek Yotas, eskol, botei, bamos, asher, bari, asher, where he succeeds is he gets rid of not only the actual base of El was the actual Madaf, but all the bamos, which did as much damage. And keep in mind, this is Yoshio himself and his men. He didn't send a delegation. You would think for a Yisrael, this is uh, work that uh, gets dusty. He's grinding and burning and bones and a He's getting his hands dirty. He wants to make a point. Contrast this to the beginning of the parrach, as he's doing tshuva, and he's growing, when he finds the safer of terror, and he's shocked, he sends a delegation to Cholde. He didn't go himself. Which, Cholde's reaction, tell the Ish. She sort of gave musers that, where were you until now? And almost, why didn't you come? He came. He's doing it himself. He's not sending any delegation, and he wants to be actively involved. <laughs> again the dead ones, dead for a long time. Asher It does this all over Shemram, and then he returns home. So that's the Meirah. Now the Asitov, which he's been doing a long time, but wants to spread it to Habris Swal. Well. They had yes. Okay. And we and earlier. They had been doing Yechidim, had been doing Pesach, Korban Pesach, Ali for all the deris. Never a time where there were people who were not doing it to our times. So many people were not doing it to Shmuel, Rishmur, of starts off with Elkanah trying to encourage the people to do a lila regular, it was a hard mitzvah, traveling was hard, going up to Yishalayim, dearth of a makam, even though the Nase was everybody he had a makam when they came, and it was difficult, certainly in these times, after the Malachim, who were Rishayim, and they destroyed part of the Aveda it wasn't very popular, it had a very low ebb, and there hadn't been a Pesach with Gans Klay since the beginning, because Klay had been two kingdoms. And the people in Yehuda obviously went more than the people at the smuggle themselves across the border when they assessed to them, but it was Shvach. Yoshio now, having made a reshim on the Evdev Razor, wants to get Kleist all together, hako to do the carbon Pesach as it should be done. And until now, the people weren't coming. If you want to head there, by the way, Der Chachaika, point to one sheet, is not very far. And there were people who were Tomei, and there were people who were lazy, and uh, looking for a term, and then there was go Pesach Sheni, and then they, they did or they didn't. Here he wants everybody in Yushalayim, in the Beit doing Pesach, Pesach Rishon. And he's going to accomplish a Pesach that they haven't had in a long, long time, as the Pesach says in Chav Days. Ki doesn't mean they didn't bring the Pesach, it means they didn't have one brave arm like this, because there were two different kingdoms and the, Yisrael, from the Yerba, didn't allow people to go. They had armed guards. That's 18 years into his reign. It took time for him to develop and to get here to be able to even make this announcement. Take a look at Rashi in Chavez, Actually, before Rashi and uh, Chabadays, one Rashi from Yedzayin, I carry Ishal, I came, Navi, Asheket, Sivil, Abadishikru, Etsloi, Yotess, I share Barishamer, Sharei Yeshial, Melach, Melach, Yisrael. At this time, whoever was there, Mashat Chazru, Mea Asaris, Hashvatim, Aidei Yermiyo, and the Thomas was a spattering of some people who had not gone to Gulls in the first place. They never had the numbers, they never had the cooperation, they never had the excitement, the fervor. Interesting, why pin it on Shmuel? Answer is Shmuel and Al-Kanah. al Khan started the whole aliyah, regal, and the encouragement at Shmuel, the one who had the great Asifa to be mechazek la' and everybody was there. It before, as they were anointing Sheol, and Shmuel was going to retire, and he wanted to give over the mantle of leadership of Chaisal, was together then. them. Kibzim ha-mitzvah, so, Dabra'acham, l'asak ha zeh l'ashem bi-yushalayim, sh'mocha malchi Yisrael, malchi meaning what caused the disruption was the breakup of the kingdom. L'asak ha-pesach ha-yesua bi-shalayim, l'fi, sh'nechka malchus l'shayim mi la-egel el-badan. Not only did he not allow people to go to Yushalayim, he wanted to protect his kingdom and his head, that's not an excuse. He created alternatives, unfortunately, which was, and he created a base of Ad-Azhar and a base of El and done. Remember, Yoruba did not announce it as a base of Arazar. You ask him, he gave you a whole fancy lumpdis, why this is necessary, and we're just a new kingdom, and I have a mandate from Hashem and from, uh, from the Navi Achia which he did, but not for this. And until now, they never had a time when they were together. Now, and there were no borders anymore, Baruch Hashem. And they all came. It was a wonderful, probably the last asifa the Klai Yisrael had together before the It's Pretty upsetting. We're reading a pasuk now. We're sitting here in golos We're reading a pasif. This is the last korban pesah of They will have still many more, but. Uh, they had Bayasheni, won with great, great numbers, but the sad note was that not they had incredible numbers later on in Bayashani. It wasn't everybody, and they had a lot of people missing. Not only from their sets of Shrottim, that you had here as well, with some of the people who came back, but there were many people from Bubble, many, many good people, who didn't come back, and didn't come back. Not didn't come back, and then they came. Boval always had, for various reasons, which... We'll get to I don't know when, but uh, we have to go back to chat me after this. But there was a very strong From community in Vovol and they were doing great things and there were many sheetes who held that they have to stay there. And a Kajbarov who brings down, a Kajbor who didn't disagree with that. The fact though is, is that as many people that had in Tisraal they had many, many, many people in Bovel and Lysa didn't have a carbon pedestal route minion and a billion a clay, so or whatever reason that had to be. Yes? In numbers, it probably was. That's in A. They, they were counting, the, the numbers are astronomical. They were counting kidneys and doing a census, and there were millions. I had a lot of people probably that I'm just pointing out percentage wise. in, in Yeah, in, in, in the second bias. Here, you had. Reb Kaisal, because this was place Kaisal. Nobody was anywhere else. And they, they were, the assessor of them who were out, wherever they were, were assimilating quickly and not coming back. Right. Well, no, it grew significantly since the original... When Ezra came back, it was a small group. And by the time they calculated those kidneys, there were millions. You look at the Bayashen, you look at the people who were killed by Horbin Bayashen. Baruch Hashem, there were a lot of people in Israel. Baruch is you can tell from the amount of people that were killed how many people there were. But there were a lot of people in Bubble. and there was a reason for that, and there's a reason why bubble and the the Empire and the Romans fought many, many wars. When they fought wars, then uh, I guess we're can't say we're spoiled because World War One, World War Two were. If World War One lasted six years, it was six years. Uh, World War Two lasted six years. And World War One was uh, four years, five years. It was five years too long, and uh, with the technology they had, uh, there were too many people killed. One is too many. With that said, Romans, ancient world, they used to have wars for hundreds of years. It's hard to imagine. Decades and decades, they just kept fighting. And the Romans conquered everybody else. They never, they never got into the bubble. They couldn't figure out why. They should have asked us. Should have asked one, stop one dude in the street. Now, the answer is because half the Jews were in the Roman Empire, that included Israel. The other half were under the Babylonians, the Parthians. And the would never let them be fused together under the Romans. It's too dangerous. And the Romans would have all the Jews under their jurisdiction. And of course, Hu will not allow that because it's dangerous. Now, Shem could have us all to the Romans and have the Romans be nice for change. But of course, Baruch, Hu Hateva, wants it divided, that if something's bad over here, there'll be a plata. So, as many people as there were under the Romans, and it's Israel, and stroll and there were many, many, many people in, in Bubble. Let's continue with the Pelayets. We will continue this next week. How was that? Uh, yeah, but the ghetto was within the, uh, European things that stayed us. It, it wasn't good in many ways, and it protected us in many ways. So it's, uh, they were, there were my to it. Uh, let's go to the Pelayets. So they compare it. It was very successful, but remember, the assassins were not there. Yeah, yeah. His Yeshua was successful the betach and he saw it through, but it wasn't, uh, wasn't as great a number. Okay, go to page Reish Yud Gimel, speaking of Chizik. So this is what Chizkyo and Yoshio were all about. It's always an uphill battle, but well worth it, and not just well worth it, it's, it's crucial. Otherwise you don't have people making it. You need some critical mass. Chizik, top line, Reish Yud Gimel. Things need constant chizuk over and over and over again. Chaldavra, va'amuzer shalala, leisayz, both for positive things and to stay away from leisayz. Emili shus, even if it comes to immediately, shus, from person who doesn't really have a category shus, because Whatever you're doing is either a mitzvah or might be either bittul terror or stama, waste of time even if you wouldn't be learning. So there's an imperative to figure out what you should do with your time and your resources. He calls the d'vishos to contrast with a straight min, uh, minyan a mitzvah type thing. ma'at If something gets a little difficult, you stop doing it. You'll never accomplish anything. That's true in every area of life. And the reason he put in the contrast of milu and to milu as he's going to mention in a moment, is that the same people who get lazy with their avodos Hashem are the people who often are not going to have this reason to get to work and do an honest day's work and uh, press forward when things get rough. You have to train your personality not to be lazy and to see things through. That means working on your bitachon and your amuna. And that affects all areas of life. You have people who are very not from, who are quite zresistic when it comes to making money. I'm not saying that doesn't exist. But when things go into a tailspin and they have a problem, they will be... Quick to give up if they don't have the basics of why they're doing it in the first place and the importance of whatever they're doing. If it's Ratzon Hashem, you should continue doing it. And if it's not, then you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. So, giving up when things get difficult is not a mahalach in any area. Arei, ya'abe teva lose a lot. My royal, royal is just going to start a slippery slope. No pain, no gain. Nothing worthwhile in life in any area without yegiyah. We discussed in our Mazel Shir, uh, Night Seder, the uh, end up being a long discussion, how do you figure out when it's Zim of you should stop doing it, and you have so many things screaming from Shemayim, turn back, and when do you say, no, 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 that's a right you're supposed to be doing it, and the Eitzhah is trying to stop you. It's an excellent question, and if you listen to all the Shirim, you'll come out with a definite, I don't know. Uh, uh, so, it means you got to dive in first, yet maya. And ask a shayla, sometimes you can't figure it out. There are many situations where midas is, at least it wakes you up, it might be a shayla, over then you go ask a shayla, and then you get the answer, no, 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 this is also for seven different reasons you shouldn't be doing it. So then you find out very quickly, baruch Hashem, they were sending me roadblocks. So, the answer really is, I don't know, is that it's hard to figure out. But it's... It's hard because people don't want to focus on the true source of the answer. The answer is found in Shotsam Peskin and the Mosas Farm. If you ask an honest question, the way to answer the question, the only way, is to find out, is what you're doing correct? And is it, uh, you say the Bahari Kaidish, and is it Ashkafagli sound? Then keep doing it. You have roadblocks? The Yitzhak wants to stop you and give you more stock. And if it's a wake-up call and you find out that maybe I should have asked shayla and it's a good thing I was stop, then you found out that in Shammayin they were trying to stop you. That's a relatively simple recipe. you just got to figure it out because once in a while they might see that everything looks fine, you're not doing anything wrong, and now it's up to you whether you want to continue. Uh, many people during that series of sherem were asking me, well, I, I checked it out, there's no gneva, there's no ribis, and there's no bitul tehera, and I'm doing a ashtabas of work, and this is the seventh time I've tried this and it's not working. So there's a gumara on that also. If it doesn't work, and you need a different muckam, a different job, so then nothing wrong with switching. That's not a concern and be tough The question is, when and after how many attempts? Uh, there are a lot of people who made money, and people don't realize it was after they lost a lot of money. So, it's not a sign that it's the wrong Mahalo just because the first plan didn't work. But, he's assuring you the peliates is guaranteeing that nothing is gonna work without Amelus, and without hard work. So today, we sit in air-conditioned offices, sometimes, and it's climate control, 68 degrees and sunny, and everything looks beautiful, and you're not sweating. So people tell me that the pussy seems to say we should be sweating on my Makayim Nikola. first thing I tell them is no P'chit, my Makayim There's enough... Of difficulties in life, and uh means you're sweating, you're working hard, and sometimes you do sweat even if the air conditioning is on. And if you don't sweat, it's a proverbial sweat, meaning it's sometimes not so easy in the office. But mainly the mitzvah, and certainly when it comes to a direct chiv, Yitzhra shall adam misgaber lo al yamino le'satnay. The is there to stop you and to stop you the next day if the first day was successful, or the next hour and. People, as they continue to live, wonder, I fought this battle yesterday, the day before, the week before that, why is this so difficult? I always let them know the good news, it's only difficult for 120 years, give or take. And the difficulty doesn't mean you should be sad about it, it means you should be happy at every victory, and once in a while there's a downturn, you pick yourself up, you brush yourself off. It's not surprising that it's still difficult. Adam la amal yulad. We're here to work hard, both in the Ruchniyas and the Gashmiyas, thanks to your Ruchniyas as well. Tzarechle is chazek bechazig yad de kaldover. Far amu razal, shlesha trichem chizig, teram my synthetem viderecherets, dainu panasa. The Frat mili demitzvah, where the Yetzahara certainly doesn't want you to succeed even for a moment. Ki Yetzeleva adam ra, V'U'ish vueish rather, ki yish mochomas yarakinam. Now Dessler has a very famous Piece where he discusses in his Makuddin Sabachira series, which is a major theme in the Mithilm Eliel, where he says, it's very comforting, there are Muhammad's, you fight against the Itzahara that often do get easier over time. Because you're here to raise an Kudus of Bechira, and you fight a Muhammad for a while. A while might be a year, a decade, two decades, but often it gets easier. And then all of a sudden you turn around, and there's a new Muhammad, which is just as difficult, or what's more difficult because you're new to it. But at least the other thing is under control, and that old Yetzirah is gone. you got to keep up your guard. Always be careful, but you're on to something else. That's great. So you're raised the Kudus of Bahira. So many people have asked, and he addresses this. He says, well, I... I had so much schar fighting that other Yetzirah, and now it's relatively easy for me. As somebody becomes from, and first for Shemir, Shabbos is hard. Years later, it's second nature. And Baruch Hashem, so he gets out in the morning, he has no Yetzirah to fix himself a new, brand new cup of coffee or something like that. So does he lose all the schar that he used to get fighting it? So Ardes says, no. The entire Muhammad you had before, and all the schar you got is Ke'ilu, you're fighting it now, because you fought it already, and the fact that you've moved up, is a new Muhammad to deal with, but you still get the schar for all the fighting from before. So even though it looks relatively easy, you get up, you go, to shul, you still get the full schar from the original Muhammad. which is wonderful. Unfortunately, it probably works in the other direction. I hope I'm wrong, but if a person gets involved in an aveira, where at the beginning it was hard for him to do the aveira, but he did it anyway, and then we all know the Gemara, do it a few times, like a kehetar, this equation, I hope not, maybe Midas Taifa is better than Midas Peranius. It will work over here, but L'chayra, if it was easy to stay away from it before, but you didn't, and you were Nixl, and then if it gets harder to get out of it, you don't say, well, it's so hard, therefore I don't get an einish because it's so hard, but it was easy in the first place. That's the flip side of this. I hope the flip side is not true, because the Midas Tefer is always better than Midas Peranias, but Kosh baruchu remembers everything and all the effort you're putting in the positive side is in the bank and therefore you get the full schar and your battle line is up here now and now you fight this with the full Siyat the of everything you fought before to get here which is an incredible deal and an incredible source of Siyat okay we'll stop here and Amit Hashem continue next Shabbos